0: Um, people, the mistake people make is they try to add to what they already know. But there are a lot of assumptions that are not true. Assumptions in the word of God um, that have been taught about God and about Christianity are not true. There are many assumptions that are not true. Like uh, I told you, the one about Adam. He told us that when... The devil came to deceive Eve. Adam had gone to the farm. How many of you remember that they told us? But it's not true. When you go in the Bible, you see that Adam was there. So the Bible actually says that Adam was not deceived, Eve was deceived. Adam knew what he was doing. So Adam, thank you, choir. Adam had not gone to any farm. So those assumptions about, you know, Christ and Christianity is what is responsible for certain questions that can have, not, have not been answered. And, you know, because I, I, I'm not on, on uh, Twitter, but I think someone was telling me that um, some people came out and say I'm atheist, I used to be usher in church, and now I'm atheist because I had questions, you know, and I, the questions could not be answered. The, the problem is you ask the wrong people. And there are too many assumptions, see. Don't say all wine is white, so you are coming to pour palm wine on white wine. That's a mistake people make. When I was teaching on faith, three nights of faith and power, when I was teaching on that topic at, um, during the the lockdown, you know, I, I, Mistakenly, no, not mistakenly. I chanced on, on the comment section. And when I was talking, I was just, I was just about even um, defining faith. Somebody started writing, you know, yes, faith. I said, will you shut up? Can you show me your faith? Do you have any evidence of what you are saying? You know, that's has plagued many Christians. They think they know. And there are too many assumptions. I mean, 21st century, by this time. Someone is still quoting Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. By this time. So I realized that there are many assumptions and um, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to help you, to know the truth. And I tell people, when I tell you I'm gonna teach something, I'll definitely give you scriptural references to every single thing I'm saying. The wrong thing i are saying, you cannot defend it. So let's look into the scriptures. What the Bible says concerning Christ and Christianity. What is the truth? Concerning Christ and Christianity. What does the Bible teach? Now, I started the first service. I started talking about the knowledge of the Holy. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. He says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy. What is the knowledge of the Holy? It is not the knowledge of the Holy one. He's not saying the knowledge of the Holy one. He says the knowledge of the Holy. That means there is the knowledge of that which is sacred, that which is of God. What is Holy? Anything that is of God is Holy. So it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. That means um, when you come into the knowledge of that which is sacred, the knowledge of the holy, anything that is of God is holy. So the Bible talks about the knowledge of the holy and that is understanding. And it is the knowledge of the holy that brings you into the understanding of reality. Of, of, of life so what is God telling you that you have to understand life like for example when you go to school and they teach you um about you know finance and all that they'll tell you that if you're able to save more you'll make more money but when you come to the knowledge of the holy he says that the liberal soul shall be made fat so the knowledge of the holy said that one is understanding So what God teaches, all right, that um, these are my paths, these are my ways. For example, tithing is knowledge of the holy. Because how does it make any sense? No, there's no school that teaches tithing. Yet still, they got the principle of tax from that. So it says, you know, so the world has its knowledge. So there's the knowledge of trees, there's knowledge of of, 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 uh, of medicine, there's knowledge of things, but there's also the knowledge of holy, of the holy. So, um, why is it important to know God? Why is it important to understand Christ? What is it important to understand Christianity? I was like, oh, oh, I just want to pray, I just want to be answered. And I told them, I said, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. You know, some um, Celebrities can write on social media. You don't have to go to church. You can pray in your house. God will hear you and he will answer you. Listen, yes, God will hear you and answer you in your house because the church is not for prayers. We don't come to church because of prayers. The temple parted for a reason. So, it's not because of prayers, we are in church. Neither is it because of miracles we are in church. Even though prayers happen in church, I mean, we just, saw we just prayed an hour. We've had meetings where miracles have happened, even right in the first service. The moment I entered, I got some, you know, because I gave some words of the Spirit in the first service, and I got some testimonies. I talked about someone who had been bleeding. Immediately, she said, it ceased. But that is not the reason for church. So there is a knowledge of God that might not come to you until you are taught the ways of God. Go to Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. one read that scripture. He says, And and, and it shall come to pass in the last days that a mountain of the Lord's house. Now you will see the house of the Lord and the reason for the house of the Lord. He said, The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. Into the house, right? Am I right? The house of the Lord. He says, And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob, and he will give us miracles. Oh, is that what your Bible is saying? No, which Bible are you reading? Yeah, I'm saying, and he will give us miracle money. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So what is the reason for the house of God? That God will teach us His ways and, and that we will walk in His paths. So there are ways of God, there are paths of God. That's what we call the knowledge of the holy. So it's so important that we are growing in, in the knowledge of God. I talked about last week. I said, you must grow in the knowledge of God. Don't just say, ah, I just need God's help. Let me pray. Because a lot of the things that you are praying about if you are growing in grace and you are growing the knowledge of God, you realize most of them are not prayer points. A lot of the things you are praying about, some of them you are currently praying, praying, praying about, most of them are not prayer points because when you grow, you realize they are not prayer points. And I give, um, I've been giving this um, example all the time and I like the example. It's like a, a four-year-old girl praying for breast. Like, Father, would you answer me, Lord? Then her whole family joins her in fasting. But she just keeps eating well, and she's growing, and she's growing, boom, 13. And no prayer. Are you, are you getting it? It's the same thing spiritually. The moment you grow into certain places, you grow in certain dimensions, you realize that there are many things that you were praying about that are no prayer points. They are results of your growth. So, Give attention to the knowledge of God. The Bible says, they that know their God, Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, they that know their God shall be strong. Then they shall do exploits. But people want to jump knowing God, they want to jump being strong, they want to do exploits. See? Because they've modeled everything into prayer. They model everything, everything. is They model everything to prayer. But it's not so. It's not so. Growing in God, knowledge of God. Now, there are many things that you, you don't know concerning the Scriptures that you must tweak in, to understand. And by the time you, you, you come to understanding of them and you grow in them, you realize that you, you, you are exercising mastery in life. You understand? Are you getting it? All right. So we are going in there. So we start with the knowledge of God. Now we cannot talk about, about um, Christ without first starting from God. So look at this. Can you see the board? Okay, I'm sure if they put the the camera on it, you'll be able to see what I'll write. You can see it. Now, we, you and I, are here. But we will not really understand where we are, its advantages, and what we stand to, you know, express here if we don't understand this. Because a lot of Christians understand just this and this. Many Christians are in oblivion about this. And if you're in oblivion about this, you are not likely to understand this. So I answered certain atheist questions in the first service. I said, if an atheist says, if there's God, why is there this? If there's God, why is there that? The problem is not your question. The problem is, with what you are asking now is you have created a God in your mind. You have given him a role to play. Once he doesn't play that role, you say he's not there. Because for you to assume that if there is God, why is there this? That means you are assuming that gods are supposed to do this. So you have created God and you, are, you want him to play the role you have given him. So if there's truly a God that you are lesser than in knowledge and wisdom, the wisest thing to do is to rather find out how does this God thing work? Am I right? Or you have another opinion? <laughs> I'll take questions, don't worry. You, 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 if you are human, let, you know, When we talk about, you know, faith, all right, people don't realize that science is also a very big leap in faith because of hypothesis. So, permit me for us to assume, if there is a God, if there is a God, you are certainly not wiser than him. That means instead of you to be as, um, assuming what a God should be doing, you should be finding out how a God should be acting. Then, for example, I told them in the first service, when you went to school and they told you one plus one is two, did they explain it to you? Two, there were two. Two, who invented Two. Why not one plus one is three? (laughs) Do you understand? They told you it's two. Now, two plus two, you say it's four. Four plus four, they say it's eight. How you feel about it? Doesn't matter. From that day, what did you start doing? You now started revolving your whole life calculation. You cannot say you have your own. Because when you go to bank, you cannot tell them you have your own calculation. Do you understand what is going on here? So if truly there's a knowledge of the holy, that means we are supposed to be searching for God's knowledge, then we align to divine knowledge so that we have it work for us. But many people are not looking for how it works with God. They are on their part of the tangent, not aligning to how it's working. It's like you, you, you go to a place and, and uh, uh, maybe a tap is broken or something and it's coming down and, and you've not bathed for days. Then you see the tap coming down. Then people are jumping into the tap. Maybe the whole place, nobody has bathed in a while. People are jumping in the tap and they're saying, whoa, come, come, come. The tap is working, come. Then you say, no, if the tap is really working, it must pour on me here. <laughs> I see how stupid it looks. That's exactly what it looks like when you say that if there's God, why is this happening? Okay. You like where it's going, eh? So that, those, those are weak assumptions. I need something wiser. Because they immediately say, if God is all-powerful, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If God is all-powerful, why can't he just help somebody? Hold on, hold on, all-powerful, yes. Just help somebody, is that in the clause? Because not every rich man is supporting everybody who does not pay fees. Do you, know, do you know the money in people's accounts? You know the money in people's account. you will be wondering. Ah. But there are people who are testifying that, ah, that rich man has helped me. Are, are you getting it? There are people who are sharing testimony ah, that rich man has really helped my life. But you are there to say, he has not helped me before. So you are using your experience to measure him. But it's that in the clause. So the question is, okay, if God is all-powerful, how does that all-powerful thing work? Do I have a role to play? Or is it just supposed to work? You see, no questions. All of a sudden, if there's God, oh, God. So the knowledge of God, we are coming to the knowledge of God. How do you know God? You cannot know God off of the top of your head say, hey, if there's God, this, 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 this. How do we know God? So from the first service, I'll just pick up from where I stopped in the first service. First Corinthians chapter 15, Paul is making an argument concerning the resurrection from the dead. Now, people were at that time were arguing concerning if the resurrection of the dead was true and all that. So Paul is about to make an argument over here in his writing to defend that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead and that resurrection is true. So he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received and wherein ye stand. Verse 2, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Verse 3, he said, for I delivered unto you first of all, look at this, I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now, hold on. Paul was, he knows that Christ died. Paul knows that Christ died because he was a Jew, he was a Hebrew. So he was aware that christ died but he's making an argument and he's not basing his argument based on mere assumptions what he heard or what he has seen he first of all says that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures so every true knowledge of god must first of all be according to the scriptures now there are two main ways of knowing of having the knowledge of god one is according to the scriptures the other is by experience all right so I said in the first service that some people are at the extremes of these two tangents. Some are according to the scriptures. Anything that's not according to the scriptures, I don't want to hear. Everything, scriptures, scriptures, scriptures concerning God. It's good, but when you move to the extreme of that tangent, you also make a mistake. Because to the other side of the tangent, which is experience, there are people who have seen visions. There are people who have seen Jesus. There are people who have seen angels. They also have experiences of God. They have probably heard, like the Bible says, despise not prophesying. So there are people who have who have given a prophetic where that came to pass, that is not really something that was written in the Scriptures, but they've also had an experience. Now, these two must meet at a point to know God. You cannot be at this extreme part of the tanyan and say that me, all my knowledge of God is according to experience. I don't want to have anything to do with the Scriptures. you, you, you walk in error. When you move to this extreme side, what will happen is that you'll get into error. When you move to this... Extreme side, what will is that you will be full of truth with no power. So these two are very, very important. So you see people at this extreme side of this, oh, I went to, I saw a vision. Meanwhile, they dreamt too. They said I saw a vision. I went to hell. And people who were wearing nails were in hell. Where is it in the scriptures? But there are some two extreme side of this, of this, of this tangent. Is it? <laughs> extreme side of the, of the tangent side. They are way at that side and they don't have anything to do with experiences. I have had experiences of God and I also know God according to the scriptures. So Paul is arguing. So he says, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, verse four. He says, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He is basing his argument of the resurrection of the dead according to the scriptures. Then verse five, he says, and that he was seen of save us. experience. This one is not according to the Scriptures. This one, he's arguing, says, first of all, Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So that's how we make our arguments of God. That's how we get to know God. Everything we know about God must first of all have a foundation in the Scriptures. Now, when we talk about the Scriptures, we see, we see something very striking and very amazing. We see the old and the new. Jesus Christ said, you cannot put old wine, you cannot put new wine into old wine skin. What was was he talking about? He was talking about the old and the new. The old and the new. So you look into your Bible, you see Old Testament and New Testament. Old Testament and New Testament. And I explained the first service that, you see, the old... so we are starting with the scriptures. We'll later come to the experience. Let's start with the scriptures. One of the reasons why the, I, can, I can tell you that the Bible is a book that you can trust in its um, submission is that, you know some people say that the Bible was written by the white man. One, one white man sat down and wrote it. That's a very big lie. So they say Bible. The assumption about the Bible is that it's a book of rules. How many of you you thought so until you started reading it? You thought it was a rule book. Like, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this. You thought that was so, but no. The scriptures, the Bible you are seeing the, it is the revelation of God. you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying very soon. Now, say, okay, what is a Bible? Bible. Someone say, basic instructions before leaving earth. It's a big lie. You see, that's the thing. We think it's a, a book of rules. Say, basic instructions before leaving earth. It's a big lie. The word Bible comes from the Latin word, biblia, meaning a library of books. That means the Bible is not one book. It was a number of books put together to form a library. So, what you are holding there is a library. A library. Listen, how amazing that this book is. A library of books that span, especially the Old Testament, that span 1,500 years. Some of the authors never met themselves, yet they prophesied the same thing. Have you seen, have you seen uh, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2? Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Go to Micah chapter 4, verse 1. But in the last days, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the Lord's, house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains. When you check history, the time Micah prophesied it and the time Isaiah prophesied it, the, 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 the time span was about 500 years. they never met themselves. Now, when you raise this argument, people now say, okay, what about certain books that were taken out? that there were books that were written that are not in the Bible and they call the Apocry- apocrypha. Why is the apocrypha not oh my god. Why is the apocrypha not in the Bible? So they say that ah they have taken books out. Let me tell you why some of the books are not there. This is the reason. This is what we call the body of truth. The body of truth because the Bible is supposed to follow a storyline. Because in those days, the number of books that were written were many. Joshua made reference to the book of Jashe. That means there was a book called the book of Jashe. Why is the book of Jashe not there? Now, the books that were written in those days were many. So not every book can make it into the body of truth because it's supposed to follow a storyline. It has to start with God. Then go to God's nation, then from God's nation, the Christ will come, then through the Christ, the church comes. So any book that did not support the storyline was not added because it is not relevant to the body of truth. Now, in the knowledge of the of, of the body of truth, starting with God. Now, in every history, okay, I told you that's why I told you, write, bring write, write writing material. Right. In every history, there are two major things that are considered: selection and collection. You know, when I when I was I was getting ready to come and say, I was like, God, what I'm going to say is it not above their head? Is it above your head? Huh? Please let me be sure, so, so I don't I don't I don't I don't go past a certain line. Is it above? Then no, I'm not. In tra- I'm not. In- okay, okay, all right. Then I, I, let's move. <laughs> let's move. There's selection and collection. Why? Why is there selection? Because you cannot write history on somebody's life. You cannot write the whole thing. And he bathed. And after he bathed, <laughs> do you understand? And after he bathed, he, he took the permit. And after, So, John even said, some of the miracles of Jesus were not covered. Why? In history writing, you have to consider selection. So, you have to select what is relevant to the story. Now, the books, check, check most of the apocrypha. Go and check. I've, I've read them. There is no dust seer the Lord in them. Why? Because the Bible is not just a history book. It is a book of prophetic history. So any book that was written within these two space of time, I'm going to tell you the two space of time, was not considered as a book that is inspired by God because there were two space of time in world history where God never spoke, God never did anything. The first one is between Genesis and Exodus, a 400-year period where the children of Israel went into Egypt. They went into exile. Um, they were under slavery in Egypt. They were living in, in um, Gershon in Egypt. That 400 year period is called the 400 silent years. The first 400 silent years. And there was another one between Malachi and Matthew. Another 400 years. There were books written over there. For example, Maccabees was written within that time. Yes, the story is not wrong. The story of Maccabees is not wrong, but it's a good historical material, but it's not prophetic history, because God had not spoken. The last person who spoke for God was Malachi. The next person was John the Baptist. So we shouldn't start worrying ourselves about they remove a book. People bring those things to just cause confusion. They remove a certain book and another certain book. They have, this, the, the books that were, were, are, are taken away, they are just to form the foundation of the knowledge of God. That's why after these books, men of God have written books. You see, but if God doesn't put a rule, people will just write anything. I said, I had a dream. How't I mean, people have been doing it. I had a dream. The Lord said I should pour palm oil into uh, in Corona, we had some. he, said, he had a, 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 a revelation that look into your Bible, you will see hair. Take the hair, put it into water and drink it. You open the Bible. You, 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 you skip the verses. You were looking for human hair. Boone Street. That's how you get to know that Christians don't read their Bible. You took the Bible, you were able to open it all. You skipped Isaiah 54 verse 17, nowhere from the gates which shall prosper. You went past that one and you were looking for hair. I've told you about African Christianity. That's one of the t- magic. They're into magical things. So I am not against experiences because some people's only Bible they'll ever read in their life is the miracle that happened to them. Like the blind man who was healed by Jesus. Is that me? They ask him, Is it this the man who healed you? Is that me? I don't know anything. All he's not, I know is that once I was blind, <laughs> now I see. So some people's only knowledge of God will be their experience with God. Are you listening to me? Some people too, their faith is strong because of the scriptures. Both are fine. But both have to marry at a point. See? So, the old and the new What is the reason of the old and the new? Someone say, you know, as people say, people always say, according to the New Testament, are you saying we should throw away the Old Testament? Should we throw away the Old Testament? No? No? Give me Leviticus chapter 26. Verse 10. He said, and ye shall eat. Look at the principle over there. He said, and ye shall eat old store. He said, and bring forth the old because of the new. So this is the principle, oh my God. The old speaks of the new and the new speaks from the old. The old speaks of the new and the new speaks from the old. Give me Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. He said, for the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things. So he says, the law, another way to call, call the old is the law. The law, he says, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image, that means everything that I was written in the old testament, he said it's a shadow. And I asked him the first service. When you see somebody's shadow, do you go and hide the shadow? Do you start talking to the shadow? Hey, I can see. No, no. Let me let me ask her. You want to marry a lady and you throw the shadow and you take the ring and you need beside the shadow. Will you not be arrested? You are taken straight to the psychiatric hospital. So he says the old is actually a shadow of the good things to come. He said, and not the very image of the things. So the new is the image. That means the, the old came because of the new. And the new can also not exist on its own until it has a reference from the old. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. He said, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning. Look at this. They're not written for us to live by. He says, they were written for our learning that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Hmm. So let's take a a, a little journey into the old. When you come into the old, I said we'll start with God. Now, God on his own, look at Genesis chapter one, verse one. God on his own is self-existent. Someone asked a question, said, where did God come from? Now, you know why I can't answer that question? Because the question is wrong. At a point, you can discuss spiritual things and say, you are using a natural thing to explain a spiritual thing. But when you go further, it does, not, it does not work. When you go further into spiritual things, you can only compare the spiritual with the spiritual. Bible talks about comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I said, the question where did God come from, it, the question is wrong because it says, in the beginning, God. That means God pre-existed at the beginning. Oh, did you catch that? He said, in the beginning, God created. So God was before the beginning. That's the meaning of this. In the beginning, God created. So God preexisted at the beginning. So he says, in the beginning, God created. Now, God, the reason why the question, where did God come from is wrong is because if he is God, if he ever came from somewhere, the place must be God. Who gave birth to him? The question is wrong. Because you are trying to use the fact that you came from somewhere to ask that question. So you see, the limitation of your mind is not allowing you to understand what happens in the God realm. He is... One time I was, one time I was talking to an atheist and he said, No, where did God come from? Where did God? I said, Look, I'm not going to stress this thing with you. I said, if anybody gave birth to God, that person must be God. Since we have not found that person, let's stick with the one we know. (laughs) The meaning of God means self-existent. He must be self-existent to be God. God does not live in heaven. we should we go okay he said in the beginning god created the heaven where was he living homeless god i remember when we were in holy i preached a message god If I I take God, we will be here for weeks. God, that topic alone, God. (laughs) He said, the heavens is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will make for me? You see, God does not leave his throne because his throne is not a chair. He goes to is his throne. That is God. I don't know of God. <laughs> uh, hmm. But how does God have a son? That's us another mystery. I'll explain that. But I don't know if I'll do it today. And God has a spirit. But sa. Let me help you to understand Holy Spirit. Because the Bible actually says God Himself is a spirit. So how does God, who is a spirit, have another spirit? Let me tell you. Are you listening? bible calls the holy spirit the spirit that proceeds from the father so he's called holy spirit because he is that part of god that can leave god holy means separate severed spirit okay god someone say god you know, when we lift our hands, we lifted it to a great one. Are you listening? You know, sometimes it is even, you can't say God is wise. He is wisdom. Because you have to start thinking nothing exists outside him. Like, I was, uh, look at verse 2, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. I said, and the earth was from and void and darkness upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters now the bible is saying that god is now coming to create so away from the water that's how we get to know that this was not the first creation there was a world before this one in the first in the first service i talked about you know um, the king of tyre and i explained about the world that was before adam so, there was a world before that. So, that first world was destroyed with water. That's where this water because if that is not the story filled in by the gap of the prophet, if that is not the story, then where from this water, then we must as well worship that water. So, God is a spirit. He is not human. So, um, you don't start trying to understand God based on your understanding of humanity. Now, this God, now time will not permit me because you all know the story. He created Adam and all that. I want to move straight to Israel. Now, this God now wanted to make transactions. Listen, he wanted to start making transactions with men because his redemptive plan, the moment Adam sinned, he said to the woman, he said, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. What's the seed of the woman? Woman doesn't have seed. Seed is from the man. So what was God saying? God was prophesying the redemptive plan. He said the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of a serpent. That means the way that the devil will be destroyed, the head of the serpent, the authority of the serpent, the way the devil's authority over men will be destroyed is that the woman will give birth to something without the agency of a man. And that is how the authority, and who what, what was God talking? God was speaking of the Christ on that day. So God now started the, the, that process. And in starting that process, he has to take an, a nation because the whole world was now filled with sinful people. So he has to take a nation. Now, from that nation, he has to groom that nation then bring the Christ out of that nation. Look at this. So God now started transaction with men. Now, there were many covenants that Bible scholars talk about. They talk about Adamic covenant. They talk about Noahic covenant. I don't want to focus on those covenants. I want to go straight to this one. Now, God's starting with this. There's what we call covenants. And covenants come as a result of altars. So if God, who is in the, in the Spirit or in the heavens, in the Spirit, for, for, the, for the sake of, of the canality of people's minds, so let me use the heavens. If God, who is in the heavens, now wants to transact with man who is on earth, there has to be a meeting point. Because, understand this, God... Okay, write this down. God is known as four things in the Bible, four major things. There are other things he's known as, but four major things. He's known as a father, he's known as a king, he's known as a judge, and he's known as a friend. Now, because of of these things, especially this particular one, there is a lot of legality. There is a lot of legality in the realm of the spirit. So, when you go to, who here tell me the truth? You have visited a shrine before. You have done. With that. Tell me the truth. Oh, we just want, we just want to learn a, th- a thing or two. What, you have visited a shrine before? Come. I want to, I want to explain to you how spirits work. Okay, you are, you are not wearing shoes. This, this is not a shrine. <laughs> Give me a microphone. Because it looks like... Um, Another shrine is this. Thing. What were you looking for? Money. You were looking for money. You are high red. I like that. <laughs>
1: what,
0: what did they ask? What did they tell you?
1: Well, he first of all he asked us to remove our slippers. He
0: asked you to remove your slippers. Yes. Hmm. Uh,
1: Go ahead. And then we sat down. Mm-hmm. He asked us the reason why we came there. Mm-hmm. And then he gave us um, some things that we have to buy. He said, if those things are not bought, it won't happen.
0: Are you hearing? Why? What is about to happen? Covenant. It is called contract. Because what he wants to do for the lady is going to come from a spirit. That's a demon spirit. Now, so it's going to be a spirit-human transaction. There has to be a meeting point, and that is what we call covenant. Did you buy the things?
1: No. <laughs>
0: okay, you, you, you didn't go very deep, so God bless you. I want someone who went deep. Oh, You went there? Yeah, come. Tell us everything, no? Okay. All right. So, the, what did he tell you?
1: Thank you, sir, for the opportunity.
0: <laughs> um, no, no, hold on, hold on. I want to ask you for a question. When you say that Jesus died for you, what do you think happened? Since we think all oh, God is all powerful and he does anything like that, what did he wake up one day and say, Everybody saved. (laughs) No, talk to me. But God had to go through a procedure. Even, you know, the way God followed the procedure, it was so, it was so, uh, there's a word I want to use, a certain English word. If I don't find a word, I will not continue preaching. (laughs) It was so meticulous. Come on now, come on. The way God followed the procedure was so meticulous, even to the extent of, since Jesus was the Lamb of God, the high priest had to lay hand on him. And the high priest had not laid hand on him. So the Bible says that that year, the chief priest slapped Jesus. The Bible says that that slap was how he laid his hand on Jesus. You don't, you've never see it in the Bible. Let me show you. Mm. So those of you have been slapping. <laughs> you have been laying your hands.
1: <laughs> what happened? Thank you, sir. Um, sir, so when, you, when you get there, the first thing that happens is that um, you are informed of um, the rules that actually govern the shrine. Like she said, do not wear sleepers or you would have to come in backwards. So... You have to do what? You have to enter the shrine backwards with your face um, turned against the entrance. Um, because... Those are the laws that have been instituted by the spirits that you're actually coming to invoke. So you, you cannot work how you like? No. You what if you, you, you
0: like Apache
1: do? Like, <laughs> man, There's no so like how
0: you, how you want is not allowed? No. What you if do, you don't agree? Like You, you said no, that's not how
1: they do it sir, in my, you do not You do not have an opinion there because it's, it's no. about laws. It's about laws and regulations, so you do not have an opinion. You are given one, and um, say you are told what um, you, you They inquire. I mean, you inquire of of um, the spirit. Now, the spirit doesn't just talk to you. What happens is that, okay, an example. Um, I want money from somebody. I want money from Ajua. Now, when I talk to the priest, the priest will talk to the spirit. What happens is the spirit would have to journey to Ajua's domain. And when the spirit gets to Ajua's domain, the spirit must now contact the force that is in charge, the stronghold there, to see whether he has access to execute that thing. So uh. that... That, say, say that again. <laughs> the spirit would have to contact the spirit that is in charge of Ajoa uh-huh. to know whether he has access. So if um, um how do we call it, spirit or um, father or whatever, God wants to give the spirit I have sent access. Now, that spirit is going to tell um, my my priest, what he needs, what he needs in order for him to give him that access. So then, what is happening there is actually um, enforcing certain laws that are there, like one plus one will give you two. So in
0: order for you, do you agree with me that? If you have done something wrong against Ajua, it is easier to have access. Very. Right. Very. Most of the time, if the person in question has not done anything to you, it is more difficult. Yes, sir. And at that time, the priest over there will have to do an illegal thing.
1: Exactly, sir. So that's where they institute laws. For example, they can... So the spirit can come back and tell you that, okay, um, this is it. Bring this and bring this. At this time of the hour, two o'clock, go to this junction. Um, you need a feather, you need uh, a skeleton or something. Drop it, drop it, drop it there. Now, what is there? There's nothing there, but there are laws that are there in the spirit realm already, before we came. You understand? So they're actually teaching you how to make that thing happen. It's been there since, that skeleton, and um, that feather actually is an equation in the realm of the spirit that will give you the answer that you need. Say that again. <laughs> so you are you are actually engaging laws throughout, throughout. So Ev- so spirits
0: don't appear. On human stratosphere, except there is a point of convergence.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And those are the, um, those are the demands because the, the possibilities are locked up in the demands. The provisions that you want are locked up in the demands. So it is on the strength of um, fulfilling those demands that the spirits actually Um, begin to operate. So when God, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Now, look at this. I'm
0: I'm taking off from where where he spoke. When God now started wanting to deal with man, because God wants to save man, so God wants to start dealing with man, what he did was, he began what was called a covenant. A covenant. Now, some people say, oh, yes, that's why we are in covenant with Jesus. You are not in covenant with Jesus. I said today, we will break, destroy the tables. I said there are too many assumptions, so you must move them. The, 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 the mind that you are in covenant with God, the, the mind that you are in covenant with God is what makes you think that you are not eligible for certain things when you are actually eligible for them. I'll, I'll come to that. God wants to start dealing with man he's going to create a nation he starts what is called a covenant now he starts a covenant with Abraham Genesis chapter 17 he looks for a man called Abraham verse 7 And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. So he says, I'm going to start having a covenant with you and with your seed. We'll come to that. Then he says, what I've set with you is an everlasting covenant. So write down everlasting covenant. So, there is an eternal covenant. Some say, eh, you pastors, you have been preaching that the old covenant is passed away, but you are still talking about tithe because tithe is in the old covenant. You are wrong. You see, the Bible is divided into Old Testament, New Testament. It's just been divided like that to help you to read. The real way of the covenant is not Old Covenant and New Covenant, there is, first of all, the everlasting covenant. Be, wh- why is there a everlasting covenant? Because that one cannot be canceled. And Abraham paid tithes. Isaac paid tithes. Jacob paid tithes. So even if the Old Testament is canceled, that one cannot be canceled because that one is an everlasting covenant. So the Christian blessing comes not from the old covenant, the, 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 the validity of the of the, the christian is not even from you know from the new covenant as it were it comes from the old sorry it comes from the everlasting covenant because it was because of the everlasting covenant that the old covenant was now bath now i'll show you where the old covenant was now bathed exodus exodus 21 all right so exodus 24 so over there, Moses cuts the old covenant. God calls Moses and tells him, it's time to cut the old covenant, which is the covenant with the nation of Israel. Now, you'll see the reference, let me just give you the references so that from Exodus chapter 21 to Exodus 24, you'll see that the details there. Then Exodus chapter 31 to Exodus chapter 35, I think you should read it after here. So, God cuts the old covenant with Moses over there. Now, look at this. The everlasting covenant with Abraham, because that one is an eternal covenant, that was a universal covenant or an international covenant. The one he cuts with Moses, which has the laws. Is a national covenant. You are not an Israelite. They are in three folds. In that covenant was in three folds. The terms and conditions of that covenant. These are the terms and conditions of that covenant. The commandments were given in Exodus chapter 20. The judgments were given in Exodus chapter 21. And the ordinances were given from Exodus chapter 24 to Exodus chapter 34. That one was, an, was a national covenant. Over there, God now explained to Moses what the children of Israel meant to him, by, meant to them, by giving them the law. How many of you have ever heard this scripture that Christ um, uh, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse unto us? How many of you have seen that scripture? That means we've been redeemed from a curse. It's not true. Paul said, for Christ has redeemed us, who? The Jews from the curse of the law. Now, but if I am not under the law, how can I be under the curse of the law? So the Jews were the ones who were redeemed from the curse of the law. Let me go to that scripture. There are so many scriptures, so many scriptures we should be looking for. And someone say, "Ah, but I thought that we have been redeemed from the curse. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14. He says, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Now, look at the communication. He being a Jew says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse unto me. He said, that's the blessing of of Abraham. What's the blessing of Abraham? The everlasting covenant. So you see that the everlasting covenant is in force. He says the everlasting covenant, which is the international covenant, is still in force. Then from the everlasting covenant, God now picks a people. Now, always use this to remember how God picked the people. Always use this to remember. God told Abraham, he said, your seed shall be like the stars. And he told him again, your seed shall be like the sand. So Abraham was going to have two seed, the sand seed and the star seed. The sand seed are the natural people who came out of Abraham. The star seed are the divine people who come out of Abraham. So, the everlasting covenant is in full force. That is what we call the blessing of Abraham. So, you see Christians singing, Abraham, Abraham's blessings are mine, Abraham's blessings are mine. They are correct because when God, you see, the Jew, the Jew was condemned for not doing the law. So, he was under the curse of the law. The Gentile was condemned by the presence of the law because he has no business not doing the law because it was never given to him. Do you understand? This brings me into this. Even the new covenant, the new covenant, I have no business with a new covenant because, oh my God, thank you, Lord. I have no business with a new covenant because how do I call it new when I was not part of the old? Jeremiah chapter 31. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man that eateth the sore grape, his teeth shall be set on edge. Verse 30, hey, 31. They made me read 32. 31. Behold, the days come. Look at what God is saying said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So now let me tell you what Christianity is. Christianity is not a covenant with God. God made a covenant with Abraham. I am the result of the covenant. So I am not in covenant with God. Uh, some people are trying to understand this. That is the meaning of born again. We were born into the rights and privileges of the covenant. Let me use this to explain. Stand here. You to stand here. You went to town one day, and you met this young lady. Say, I'm interested. I'm not prophesying, please. <laughs> you went to town one day, you said, you are not going back home until you, you meet this lady. You met her at the bus station. You said, you look familiar. She said, no, I don't know you from anywhere. <laughs> said, oh, where did you school? So, oh, I used to live around anyway. Where are you going? So I'm going this one. Okay. Let, let me have your phone number. I, I would like to, you know, call you later. You call it. Worry her, worry her, worry her, worry her, worry her. One day you say, I, I, I like you. You like me too? Say yes. I like you, like me. Let's sit on. This girl is coming from her place. You are also coming from your place. So the day you got married to her, they gave you a ring. And that was the covenant. So the two of you are in covenant. Now, the two of you now give birth to your child. Your child is not in covenant with you. Your child is the product of the covenant. Is it making sense now? So, I am not redeemed. If born again means anything, I am not redeemed. Born again means new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creator. Listen, he is new. If he is new, oh my God. You know know what brought the redemption? What brought redemption? was when Jesus died on the cross. The moment he went to hell and resurrected, there was no longer redemption. I was now born again. The child who has just been born is new. There is no past, there is no history of the child. That child, this, this lady comes into this house, they are giving birth to her in the house, serilac free, <laughs> Pampas free. Did she do anything? In fact, when you don't even give her food, she said. I said like, if you give her, give her matter. If, if she should speak, hey, if we come to say I'm hungry. If we come to say I'm hungry. Aah! Aah! In the night that you are supposed to sleep, he said, no, I need someone to put me at the back. Aah! Aah! When she starts schooling, she comes to you in front. She comes in front of you when she's going for school. Money, <laughs> like, the insolence, <laughs> the disrespect. The, the, do you understand? The insolent, like how? But the two of you cut a covenant, and she's a product of the covenant. Everything you have, she has access to it. Except you are wicked.
1: <laughs> are you seeing it? Yes,
0: sir. Are you seeing it now? So God did not cut a covenant with me. God cut a covenant with Abraham. Then he says, I have, he said, Abraham and his seed. So, the seed, who is the seed? The seed is not me. The seed is Christ. Galatians chapter, you can sit on Galatians chapter 3. Collegians chapter 3. It's quite a long read. I'm looking at where we can. Okay. 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not as to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed which is Christ. Have you seen it? So, when he said... He has sent, given the, the 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 made a covenant with Abraham and his seed. The, Abraham, uh, the, the covenant was made with Abraham and his seed. He said the seed there was Christ. He said it did not say seeds. Because if he had said seeds, then we will now start saying, okay, so it was Isaac, Jacob. Over here, Paul is revealing the divine thought of God that from the beginning, this is what God wanted to do. It was that the promise was made to Abraham and his seed. He said that seed was Christ. Now, let's go to the old and the new. So when we say the new covenant to us, it is not as it were a new covenant. We have come into the fulfillment. Lord help. I shared something in the first service. Let me see if I can, I can make it available. In the Old Testament, all right, in the, in, the, in the Old Covenant, everything you have in the Old Covenant is the type. That's what I showed you in, the, in Hebrews chapter 10. It's a shadow. The one in the New Covenant is the very image. Is the very image. Take away covenant with God mentality and enjoy your life with God as a son. I see. I see. Then you realize that prosperity is not a struggle. You realize prosperity is not a struggle. You just have to connect to your father's account. Come on now. You know, you have suffered. and It's hard for you to believe this thing. <laughs> My daddy owns everything. Do you understand? No. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. If they called you today, that what's your name? Is it Benjamin? If they called you today, that Benjamin, we are really sorry, Benjamin. Benjamin, we would like to apologize. How old are you? Twenty. For the 20 years of your life, something happened we didn't tell you, Benjamin. you will be wondering what's happened, what's happened, what's happened? Oh, Benjamin, Benjamin. Oh, please forgive us after we tell you. Will you forgive us? And yeah, he said "You will forgive us. Benjamin, news just came to us 20 years ago at Kolebu. When they gave birth to you, you were actually Nanado's child, but they exchanged you for... We'd we'll like you to forgive the nurse who made this mistake. Benjamin, we'd we'll like to forgive her. Huh? Huh? The Benjamin who probably walked in, you know, this is a rich guy, but, the Benjamin who probably walked in with nothing, he will stand up when we close church. Hmm. he will stop an Uber and not ask price. Are you listening? Because they said his father is actually Nanado. His talking will change. When the Uber gets to traffic light, saying, move, 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 do you know who I am? You? you see, your attitude has not changed because you actually don't believe you are the child of a king. When you say you're a child of God, do you know what you're saying? If you're truly a child of God, you walk differently. You will talk differently. There's a way you think. There's a, you don't really believe it. You've been thinking, you've just been, you know, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God. Oh, you've been singing, I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to be. All right. You know, I, I sing this song, but if you have noticed, I don't like singing this part. You hear me singing, You will rival me. But I don't like I'm no longer a slave to fear because I was never a slave to fear. Because Bible says, He had given us, He said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. He said, but He has given us a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Is that like a super intelligentsia I don't sing those things I'm no longer a slave to fear No, I'm not I've never been a slave to fear I was When I was born again I was born with courage I was born with boldness You understand? Now someone say Oh, but I, I, I don't feel so No, you just need to be told that This is what you were born with Just like that guy was just told that his father's Danado. His attitude changed. Everything changed. So when you are told that you are a child of God and you're a child of a king, you start thinking differently. When you think covenant, you're thinking, "Uh, I need to do this and God will do this. I need to do this and God will do this. I need to do this and God will do this. So the day you don't do it, you are feeling like, oh no, that means, oh that is why this thing did not happen. You will be, be, the devil will be taking advantage of you. The devil will be taking advantage of you. But then you realize you are the child of a king. You realize you are a child of God. This is the biggest thing that can ever happen to anybody. I tell you, if Christians understood this, they they, they will live differently. When I was on campus, you cannot bully me. You know, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, the unbelievers rather when they are playing foolish song, boom, 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 free no, boom, 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 boom. They will they will be so loud about saying when Christians are playing their Christian song, they will be playing it on a China phone. They will say be magnified, oh Lord, no, 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 that's not how I was doing my Christianity because when I understood that I'm a child of God, it's bigger than your freedom, you understand, I am not coming from the place of freedom, I, 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 I will put on my music, i open it, something, they move my leg, something, they move, am hey! 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 I might talking to somebody here, you'll about your Christianity. you will be bored about speaking in tongues. Don't let anybody make you think that you are rather a fool. You wake up. I'm a child of the living God. I'm a child of the living God. I'm a, I'm a child of the living God. He's not a dead God. He's a God when we lift up our hands. He is the great God we are talking about. When we lift up our hands in prayer, things begin to change. Things begin to happen. I, one time I said a lady, you know, she said, Oh, my dad is dead. Who's going to take care of me? I said, Has he ever come to your consciousness that God is really your daddy? I said, Wake up morning and said Daddy, I've not paid my fees and watch what happens. <laughs> you know, because you are thinking you have to suffer and suffer. I wake up one morning I said, Daddy, I've not yet paid my fees. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'm I'm listening to daddy. I'm listening to daddy. I'm listening to daddy. Then daddy tells me, All right, so I'm going to give you the money. I'm I'm going to pay the money. I'm going to pay in the money. So, Ramakataya. A few days later, I'm just walking somewhere, and daddy gives the money to somebody. And the person says, I, I just feel like giving you this money. He doesn't know, Daddy sent him. Daddy sent him. Daddy sent him. I'm a child of God i'm a child of god so you are not in covenant with god i'm a product of the covenant you know that that means that the covenant was waiting for you. You you, you 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 have to understand this the covenant no you know you know some christians have been saying oh I, I'm, I'm counting on the promises of god and the promises of god the promises of god be waiting promise be waiting promise for you to understand the old and the new covenant very well eh? let me are you with me you see go to Exodus Exodus I'll show you something right now chapter 19 verse 6 now let's start from verse 5 look at this he says now therefore if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant he was talking to the people he was in covenant with Israel he was in covenant with Israel that was the old covenant. He said, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Then verse six, he says, and ye shall be unto me. He says, if you obey it, he said, you will be unto me. That means if you don't obey it, you are not gonna be unto me. That is a covenant. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, an unholy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. He said, if you, (laughs) it's amazing. He said, if you obey it, you're going to be a kingdom of priests. If you obey it, you're going to be this. If you obey it, you're going to be that. And that is how Christians are thinking. But look at this. Look at it very well. Look at the tenses used. Look at this. If you shall be... (laughs) It, it shall be unto me no verse 5 now therefore if you obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine verse 6 and ye shall be unto me that means if you follow it you will be unto me if you don't follow it you are going to be unto me that is there's a clause there right there's a clause there all law students am I right is that a clause where are the law students? Is that a clause? He say if you do this, I'll do. Uh, you become this. That's a clause. Then, this is what he said in the old covenant. Now, go to First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two. Now he starts talking about you. You, who is a product of the covenant. <laughs> Verse nine. Bachi, it is a be? No, it's a Bachi ay! A chosen generation A royal priesthood That is what kingdom of priests means Royal priesthood, a kingdom of priests In the first one, there was a condition If you do this, I'm going to do this for you If you do this, I'm going to do this for you Now, these two are not the same You know, when we share the gospel like this And we begin to teach the gospel We will say, ah, with what you have said you're going to rather make people sin. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, God is not just interested in what you did. He also is interested in why you did it. In fact, He's even more interested in why you did it than what you did. So you know what? You know what? What, You know what God is interested in? You know what God is interested in? God is interested in this that you know that you are a chosen generation, that you are the righteousness of God, You are the righteousness of God. God is not interested in, you are trying to be righteous. He's not interested in it, because as you are trying to be righteous, outside, you are showing everybody that, Oh, I dress nicely, God is not interested in that. God is rather interested in, I dress well because I'm the righteousness of God. Not, I am dressing well to be the righteousness of God, getting it do you understand the two is to some people are you righteous we are trying no that's not a Christian that's not a Christian that's not a Christian oh are you righteous small small if Jesus come will you go we hope so no 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 you're, you're trying you're trying you're trying you're trying but God is not interested in that so God in the new covenant God, what God did for you for the Christian as a part of the covenant that you were born righteous the Old Testament folks who had a covenant with God tried to be righteous and none of them so the scripture said, for there is none righteous no not one because they tried they tried so hard they tried so hard you know to be righteous they could not be righteous they tried so hard so God said alright so every man cannot be righteous oh my God go to to Romans chapter 3 Romans chapter 3 verse 1 let me tell you for example the reason I don't listen to secular music all right let me tell you a, a reason I don't it's not because I am trying not to offend God I am his son I don't offend him you don't understand the new God I'm not trying to offend God oh no that, hey, if I do God will be angry if God will be angry do you understand the new covenant Bible says that he has made us accepted in the beloved Do you know what the beloved means the beloved is the clan where Jesus belongs. He has made us accepted. He said, thou art my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So he has, if he has made us accepted in the beloved, it means the same love that God loves Jesus, the same with love with which he loves me. So what? So I look at what I am. Are you getting it? I look at what I am. Like there are, certain, there are certain ladies over here. You're probably born among boys. Then you start behaving like a boy. Then your mother will tell you, no! Girls don't behave like this. Am I right? Girls sit like this. Girls don't be- Why? Because they are bringing you into consciousness with your nature. So when God starts speaking to you, you understand that? Now, dressing well is not because you want to be righteous. You dress well because you are righteous. You're not trying to impress God. You don't fast to impress God. It's not how long your fasting is that will cause things to happen. You understand that as you're growing as a Christian, there are things you will do for your own spirit and your growth. Is that as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And Christians have been using this verse to torment other Christians. None righteous, no, not one. No, not one. No, not one. We are all sinners before the Lord. Everybody, beg for God for forgiveness now. Everybody. <laughs> oh, Makaya Baba. Please, this thing is not working. Just kind move it, please. So Christians say for there's none righteous no not one it is an insult to stand before God's people and tell them that for all I've seen and come short of the glory of God it's an insult Romans three twenty three. look at it he said for all I've seen and come short of the glory of God All right, then, it looks like he's talking to us. No, he was not talking to us. He was making an argument. You know, the problem is, like a certain man of God said, he said, when you take a text out of his context, it is left with corn. (laughs) You see, they just pick this one. They forgot the pretext, they forgot the protest, canceled the context, and they focus on this text. But before he came to 23, he said something in 21, go to 21, he said, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. That means there's a certain righteousness of God that is without the law. That means men can be righteous without the law now. Oh my God. He said a certain righteousness without the law is manifested he said being witnessed by the law and the prophets now verse 22 says even the righteousness of god which is by faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all them that believe there is no difference now are you seeing the argument? now he's saying the reason why i'm talking about this is because there is none righteous no not one so the law cannot make you righteous now there were two people he was talking about he was talking about the jews and he was talking about the gentiles because in god's mind there are only three races there's the Jews and there's the Gentile. God is not aware of Italy. Italy is Italian Gentile. You understand? Ghana is Ghanaian Gentile. All is Jews and Gentile. Those are the two races. So he said the Jews were condemned because they had the law. They could not follow it. The Gentiles were condemned because they didn't even have it at all. So automatic condemnation. He said even with these two people, he said these two people became unrighteous by reason. Of the fact that there is none righteous no not one so in verse 24 now he says something so in verse 24 he said being justified freely he said now men can be justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus romans chapter 4 the last but one the, the, the last but one verse but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up jesus our lord from the dead the last verse he says who was delivered for offenses hold on hold on this is, this is big 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 he said he was delivered for offenses that means oh that means when jesus was delivered it was because i made i did something wrong let me tell you something when jesus was delivered it was because i did something wrong The whole world, we did something wrong, so He delivered Jesus. So while they were lashing Jesus, so when you are quoting that scripture, oh, by His stripes I'm healed. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, remember, you died, delivered for offences. Then you now remember, oh, you were stealing meat for the soup. Oh, you died for my stealing meat of the soup. He was delivered for offences. He was delivered for offences. Now the second part is bigger than the first one. He said he was raised again for our justification Ladies and gentlemen Delivered for offenses is different from raised for our justification Do you understand justification? Justification means discharged and acquitted Not guilty of the crime So when he was delivered, it was because I was guilty But when he was raised, they said Okay, you didn't do anything at all if any man be in Christ he is a new creation not he shall be a new creation he is a new creation all things are passed away. behold all things have become new so when when God sees me you know when we go to crusade and we say oh I used to be a bad boy it's because of people we are speaking to they can't understand if we get to communicate spiritual things because in the real spiritual thing that thing I told you I did that I gave my life to Christ it doesn't exist at this point if you want to give your heart to jesus lift up your hand this is the best time to give your heart to jesus if you want to give your heart to jesus then everything that i like that song oh oh, oh, my past you rolled away you remember since no more share close your eyes everyone if you want to give your heart to jesus just lift your right hand this is the best decision you can ever make in your life your right hand your right hand yes that's right don't lift it up don't be shy don't be shy don't be shy Ah, uh-huh. it's the best decision. you can please in fact stand up please stand up i want to pray with you please stand up please stand up you want to give your heart to jesus please stand up yes be bold stand up yes i'm not going to tell you to no this is not something we are shy about this is the best decision so we are happy about it we are happy about it we're happy about it oh thank you lord jesus Thank you lord jesus he was raised for our justification he was raised for our justification so why do we live right we live right because we are righteous you know it is consistent with our nature when i do the wrong thing it is not consistent with my nature you see we live right because it's consistent with our nature to live right god cares where this thing is coming from the place from which it is coming so you know you you, you look at it and say oh I have to look like this because he died for me i have to talk like this because i'm a child of god i'm a child of god i don't do some things because i'm a child of god you know maybe probably you struggle with you, you struggle with pornography i'm not going to tell you that if if you if you um, uh, get born again it doesn't matter it matters it matters because it is not consistent with the configuration it's not consistent with the configuration with which you have been configured. You have now become the righteousness of God. It does not, it's not consistent. So what do you start doing? You start speaking the word of God in the direction of your configuration. Don't tell yourself, I'm the righteousness of God, I don't do this. I'm the righteousness of God, I don't do this. I told you, I said, the reason why I don't listen to second music is not because I'm not trying to offend God. It's because I have come to understand that what gets into me has an effect on me. So I am choosing what enters into me. Bible says, guard your hearts with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So I, want to know, I know where my life is going. Because of where my life is going, I now begin to mount garrison. Not everything enters. You say, oh, the person was just singing, is not singing anything bad. But you know, in the kingdom, not only the message is important, the messenger is also important. Whoever is speaking that thing or singing that thing is also important. So I would rather stick with anointed people when they sing and they speak words that edify my spirit. I'm so concerned about my spirit. You see, you see the channel is coming from but you can see some Christian struggling to be holy, struggling to be righteous. That's not consistent with what God has made you. You see, it's not consistent with what God has made you.